0: And I want to talk about how the science of what man has discovered really just reinforces what God has been saying all along. And it's a really fun, exciting topic to talk about because I feel like it just unlocks things inside of us. So, here we go. What is sound? Vibrations. You've heard this message before. (laughs) Sound is really just vibrations. So, when when I pluck this guitar string... You got, you've all done the rubber band when you were a kid. Brum, 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 brum. That string is just vibrating. And what that vibration does is it creates a wave. So that string right there is pushing out a sound. And because it's tuned to A, A is 440 hertz. John, what's a hertz? Uh, all right. Vibration. <laughs> <laughs> you let me down, man. <laughs> One of the times I preach, he goes, uh, that's when I hit my, hammer with, my finger with a hammer, and it hurts. <laughs> so, a hertz is actually just a measure of cycles. Um, so, when I say that string is vibrating at 440 hertz, what, I'm, what it means is that every second, it's pushing out 440 times. So, uh, I just want to explain some of the science behind this. So... Sound works a lot like if I was to throw a a rock or a stone into the water. You know, they get the ripples, the waves. Sound is just like that, except that it's spherical. It goes in every direction. And as soon as the energy, because what sound is basically, it's a vibration, but that vibration is energy. As soon as that energy dissipates, then the um, sound stops. So you have to have air. You have to have molecules. Um, So sorry, Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans. When it explodes, it doesn't make a sound. (laughs) Um, And so, what I think is really cool is that this thing that you cannot see, it's really just molecules colliding into each other, hits our ear, the way God designed our ear, hits our ear, and begins vibrating this tympanic membrane, and it recreates the sound of my voice right now that you're hearing, perfectly, recreates it. What's even more amazing is that this form of energy is a pressure, And what your body does is it converts it to electrical energy and runs over to the nerve and says, hey, that note that he just played on the guitar was an A, and it tells your brain, and your brain goes, oh, an A, I recognize that. So it's taking something unseen in the air, pressure waves colliding with each other, energy moving through the air, that your brain goes, wow, that's beautiful music. Everything that Cat played is just energy moving through the air. I think that's pretty cool because of the God designed us with these receptors to be able to interpret it. And do you know that there is no sound system on earth that can accurately reproduce sound the way your ear can? With all our technology, man has not been able to duplicate it. God is pretty awesome. <clears throat> so the human ear can hear between 20 hertz, which you guys know what a hertz is, and 20,000 hertz. So 20 hertz would be the low end bass, the real like, that's the bottom that we can hear. Low. <laughs> I can't get that low. Uh, 20,000 would be the really the high-end spectrum. So, like, actually, the S sound is, is, a, is one of the high frequencies. The cymbals are high frequency. Just to give you a reference. So, from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Um, and I want to explain to you what an octave is. If you're a musician, you probably already know. So, let me go back to this example. If I'm playing an A... I told you that's that is 440 times if I play uh, another A so A oh, hold on uh, so A A those are both the same note but it's a higher note so what's happening is I'm the frequency that that number of times that it's it's vibrating it doubles so every octave up It doubles. So now I'm playing at 880 hertz. And if I go up again, it's going to be, what is it? What's, what? 1720 or something like that. So every octave I go up, it doubles. Every octave I go down, it cuts in half. So if I was to go down from 440, it'd be 220, 110. You get the picture, right? Now octaves, science has said, are infinite. They go up above human hearing and they go below human hearing. In fact, somebody posted on my Facebook the other day that uh, there's a black hole that creates a frequency that is one million billion times below what humans can hear. So if I was to have a piano, you you know what octaves are, and I was playing that middle A or that A that I was playing and I extend that piano probably, probably beyond this room and I go up 40 octaves 440, 880, 70, and I keep on 1760 and I keep on going up and I go up 40 octaves pretty soon I'm going to be playing light. That A is going to be indigo. That was my little teaser on Facebook if you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be indigo. So every, every note actually corresponds with a color which I think is fascinating in itself. <clears throat> But what is even more interesting is that, that light and sound are both waves. They're slightly different in their, in their energy, but they're both waves. And so, I believe that when God said, let there be light in Genesis 1, he wasn't just releasing a sound, he was releasing light. When he spoke it, there was light that came out from his mouth. <clears throat> I think it was, he was literally creating it with his words. If you can put that frequency chart up. Okay, so I wanna explain this. We hear 10 octaves of sound. You know what an octave is now? Um, but we only see one octave of light. You can see the, that blue portion at the bottom is the range of sound that we hear. And that little bit of yellow spot is the amount of, of visible light as far as the frequency spectrum. That's what we can see versus what we can hear. And that got me thinking about something. Why did God equip us with the ability? He gave us eyes to see and ears to hear. But why did he equip us with the ability to hear a wider range or spectrum of sound than he did uh, color or vision? Now, while I really desire to see the goodness of the Lord, my experience and most people I know, they hear the voice of the Lord a whole lot more than they actually see. And, and Tanya was actually a great, you know, you talked about that hearing, like you, what, that's what kept you secure and knowing and just trusting because you'd heard the voice of the Lord. John ten twenty seven says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So God, I think, I think he equipped us with this ability to hear because he speaks to us way more than he actually reveals himself to us. Now he, we do have visions, and we have those things, right, Matthew? We have those things, but I believe that we are equipped to hear God's voice in a much greater way. Second um, Corinthians five seven says, "We walk by faith, and not by sight." Oh. And faith comes by hearing. 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 <laughs> There's a powerful thing about hearing, and I've, I've experienced this in my own life. He's directed me, and I see it in the prophetic rooms. I watch people that have never heard the voice of the Lord all of a sudden begin to hear God, and they begin to encourage others. Something else that I think is pretty interesting about the ear is that the ear plays a major role in the body's sense of balance. Oh, I thought that was coming from Nick Dar. <clears throat> there's actually a, a membrane in the ear. It's, it's a ring-filled fluid or filled, fluid-filled ring. And it, um, what it does is stabilize the body. And you guys have all heard of vertigo, right? Yeah. We're not talking about Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> We're talking about uh, the d- dysfunction in that membrane. And when people have an, an issue in that, they, it sa- I just I looked it up. It says they, um, they have a problem with pr- the perspective of motion. And it causes them to not be able to walk or even stand. It causes them to lose their balance and stumble and fall. Got me thinking. <clears throat> when we hear a lie of the enemy, all right, let's just take, the, take our example. We're moving forward, forward motion, a lie of the enemy comes. It might be, um, you're not anointed enough for ministry. You're not talented enough to to do what you're called to do, you're not good looking enough or pretty enough to get married. I mean, whatever the attack is, the enemy likes to attack our identity and he likes to attack our calling. Those two things. So we're, we're moving forward in the things God's called us to do and the lie comes in and we go, huh, and it, it skews our perspective of emotion. We begin to get disoriented, confused, and we kind of stop. And then when we begin to believe that lie, We just kind of stand there. And then when that lie becomes a part of us and we believe it and it's become part of our attitude and we begin to act on it, we can no longer stand. We're stopped in our tracks, dead, and we're not moving. And pretty soon that lie has kept us from the forward motion and the very thing that God has called you to do in your life. So we've got to reprogram our ears. We've got to listen and hear the voice of the Lord. <clears throat> but I believe that there's a way that we can shut the mouth of the enemy, because he's always talking, he's always accusing, he's always lying. So I believe there's a way we can shut his mouth. And I believe it, ha- it has to do with how we respond. Alright, so let's go, let's go back to the nerdy part again, to the science. Thank you, leaf blower. Release the sound. <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting um, that... We're talking about releasing the sound today, and um, our struggle is not flesh and blood, it's spiritual, and that this is the one Sunday that uh, we are being told to keep it down, don't release the sound. Anyway, not a coincidence. If you can put up uh, that that next slide of the uh, sound wave. Our words carry power, and I believe that our words can affect and shape the very thing that we're living in. So this is, if you strip it down, now, sound waves are very, much more complex than this, but this is the basic stripped down version of a sound wave. It's called a sine wave, as you can see up there. <coughs> so let me explain something. You see the, the dips and the, the, the troughs and the peaks. So the trough is, I told you, a sound is a pressure. So it's, it's moving like this. As it collides, it moves through the air like that. So what you're seeing is the, is the, the rarefaction and then the expansion. So the, the bottom points are actually kind of a, you could think of them as a negative, and the top parts are a positive. So when we have um, two sound waves that are of the same source, but they're slightly, uh, musicians know what I'm talking about, they're, they're slightly out of phase. Can you show the next slide, Megan? OK, so you got two sound waves that are com- slightly out of phase. Um, a lot of times when, you, when you're doing a recording, they'll, they'll use two mics. And if they don't get those mics set just perfectly, then the sound source comes in at slightly different times, which is out of phase. And it creates this w- 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 kind of a, uh, that kind of, a what? wobble. Yeah, a wobble. Dubstep. Um, <laughs> Okay, so th- those are two, uh, two sound waves that are kind of out of phase. So what would happen, like I said, these are, these are plus and minuses. Can you go to the next line? Or maybe, okay. So what would happen if our sound waves are 180 degrees opposed to each other? You don't have to be a mathematician to know that if that top part's a plus five and that bottom part's a minus five, what does that equal? Zero. Zero. And this is a phenomenon known as sound cancellation. You've, heard the, you, you've seen the, the Bose headphones that do that. That's kind of how the principle works on those things. They take frequencies and they do the, the opposite of those frequencies and it cancels the sound. So, go to the next slide. That's what you end up with. You end up with silence. So, I think there's a principle there. If the enemy is speaking lies to us, And he's telling us one thing. What do we do to cancel out and shut his mouth? We declare out the very opposite of what that lie is. We go to the word of God. We go to our prophetic words. We go to the things God's spoken to us. And we declare it out over the lies, over the insecurities, over the fears, over the things that have come against you. And what it does is that positive cancels out that negative. So you get silence. Enemy's mouth shut. but I want to go further than that. I don't want to just shut his mouth. So let's go back to that frequency chart. Like I said, sound is a vibration which is... energy. <coughs> energy. 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 Yeah, this is, this is the classroom. Okay, so if I go back to the frequency chart, Um, like I said, when when God said, let there be light, I believe he was releasing all those frequencies in the sound spectrum above and below. And so, if you look at this, you've got that blue part, again, which is the part we can hear, and then you have below that, you actually have sound waves below that called subsonic. Elephants actually use subsonic uh, sound to communicate to each other. And then you have above that, which is ultrasonic, and if you are familiar with dog whistles, that's how those things work. You can blow them, you don't hear a sound, but the dogs can hear it. It's sound above what we can hear. So there's frequencies which are energy, above and below, and what we can hear. So if I was to take a um, microphone to Niagara Falls, (laughs) I was gonna go stick it up to the falls, um, and I would use an oscilloscope, which was kind of what you were seeing The graph on there. A oscilloscope basically measures sound waves. It would go crazy. It would basically go off the charts on both ends. Because in water is contained all the frequencies of the sound spectrum. Revelations 115. His feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace. And his voice the sound of many waters. It contains all the frequencies. All the frequencies in the sound spectrum. Wow. OK, does anybody know what a gigawatt is? Anybody back to the future <laughs> fan? 1.21 gigawatts. It's somebody smart over here. A billion watts, he's correct. The Palo Verde nuclear power plant, it's the largest power plant in the United States, it's in Arizona, it produces 3.2 gigawatts. The, the Gorge's Dam in China, It's the largest hydro dam in the world. It produces 100 gigawatts, which is 30 times what our our current largest nuclear power plant can can produce. It's a lot of power, a lot of energy stored in water. All right, let's look at another example. Um, If you did the same thing with a rushing wind, you stuck that microphone up to the rushing wind, again you're going to get all the frequencies in the sound spectrum. Subsonic, what we can hear, ultrasonic. All of it's contained in there. If you can go to the next. Acts 2, 1-4 through 4 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like a blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So again, we see energy, power, associated with what God has created And with how he is described as and there's a lot of power also in wind the um, one of the largest wind power generators is 10 gigawatts so there's also a lot of energy stored in wind now a terawatt is equal to 1 trillion watts that's the next step up from gigawatt to put this in perspective the total power consumed by all humans in the world is 15 terawatts okay 15 terawatts just to give you a frame of reference so how much power is in fire? If, again, if, you, if we went up to a raging inferno, a blazing fire, house is on fire, we'd stick the microphone up, what do you think is going to happen? Every s- frequency in the sound spectrum is going to be represented. Subsonic, what we can hear, ultrasonic. Isaiah 30:27 says, See, the name of the Lord comes from afar, with burning anger and dense clouds of smoke. His lips are full of wrath and his tongue is a consuming fire. The Lord also appears to Moses in the burning bush as fire. He led the Israelites by a pillar of fire. And there's many more scriptures that talk about God being a consuming fire. So again, we see that um, this massive amount of energy, this massive amount of sound, again being described by the Lord. Um, Just to to let you know how much can be contained in fire, the sun actually... when it strikes the atmosphere of the earth uh, it releases 174 petawatts and a a petawatt is equal to one quadrillion that's a step above terawatt so we're talking about huge massive amounts of energy. Now why is this important? Why am I talking about this? (laughs) Because if I'm just releasing my voice I mean, alcoholic, anonymous, you can go and not even be a Christian, and you can declare things out of your mouth, and there are people that stay sober for years, right? So they're just canceling out some of the negativity, because God has given us authority, as humans, believers or non-believers, so... I don't want to just break even. I want to move forward, like I said. I don't want to just silence the enemy. I want him to be pushed down under my feet so I'm trampling serpents and scorpions. So when I mix my voice with the voice of heaven, the authority that I carry as a son of God or a daughter of God, and you mix that with the authority of heaven and the backing of your father, you're releasing massive amounts of energy in the sound spectrum of his voice that doesn't just cancel out, but over overcompensates and puts you further ahead. That's how we overcome. is by releasing the sound of heaven through our lives, through our voice. Whether you're a musician or not, it does not matter. We're not talking about music solely. We're talking about declaring with authority. We're talking about using what God has put inside of us to release, to change the atmosphere, to change our city, to change our own lives and those around us. So what's the key to declaring with authority? I believe it comes (coughs) with a principle called resonance. Again, if you're a musician, you probably understand what this is. But I'm going to read the uh, definition as it is in Wikipedia, which is the most accurate source for information, if you're ever wondering. By the way, I always fact checked everything with multiple sources. (laughs) Uh, okay, so resonance is the tendency of an acoustic system to absorb more energy when it is forced or driven at a frequency that matches one of its own natural frequencies from the vib- vibration. Is that clear? <laughs> Let me give you a, uh, an example. If I were to pluck this A, and I were to sing loud enough that same note, which I don't have a speaker, right, to do this, but if I, if I did... If I sang that A, then the only string that would vibrate would be that A. In other words, yeah. it's tuned to 440 hertz. I match 440 hertz with my voice. It says, that's my song. And it starts vibrating. Can you pull up that YouTube? I'm going to give you another example of, uh, of finding a resonant frequency. That's an example of resonance. Basically, what he did is he pinged, a, he pinged the glass, so he found the, the tune that that glass was tuned to. You know, you've heard people play glasses. Um, so he found the frequency that that thing sings at, and he matched it with his voice, and he applied enough energy or amplitude, volume, to then begin to make that thing resonate and shake until it shattered. That's how resonance works. Does that remind you of anything? It reminded me of Joshua 6. Good old Jericho and the walls. Let's read it. Joshua 6 says, When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and took the city. If one guy can break a wine glass with his voice, what can an army do? What can we do together? I'm not trying to minimize the miracle of what God did at the walls of Jericho because it's a miracle to get everybody to sing on tune. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I don't think it was just the army's voice and their energy being released. It was the sound of heaven behind them backing them that found those resonant frequencies of the bricks that began to shake and crumble. And again, what does that look like in our own life? What are the shackles or the chains that are binding you? What are you locked into? You know, one of that—that's one of the reasons I think it's so fun to be loud in worship, because we're getting that volume and that, that energy and the sound of heaven, and it begins to shake things. Have you ever seen anybody shake in worship? Oh yeah. yeah, happens here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that those people because I've done it too, I've I've shaked before, shook, and um, (laughs) what if, what if, what's happening in that moment, we are so tuned in to what heaven is doing, We, we have been tuned by the spirit, we've allowed the Lord through prayer, and through our lifestyle, and through just seeking God, we've allowed him to tune our hearts to his frequency, and so when heaven is playing and releasing that sound, we're tuned, and we go, Okay, we can't, do, we can't help but to shake with the sound of heaven because we're so tuned in aligned with heaven. So resonance is the ability for something to accept one frequency and filter out all the other ones. So that's the, I believe that is one of the keys to declaring with authority. It's for us to be able to be aligned with heaven, to be able to release what's coming down, to be able to resonate with heaven and then resound it. That's basically what resonance is—resounding a a sound that's already being played. So, if the worship team, you guys want to come up, I don't know how I'm gonna close it out because I, I wanted I wanted to just us to just release the sound and yell, and we've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want you to understand this morning that through Jesus, that through His blood, because we. We have been made whole and restored. That we have the authority. I want you to understand that you don't have to be trapped. That you hold the keys to your freedom. That you hold the keys to unlock your destiny. To unlock what you're called to do. Nobody has more authority over your own life than you do. That's why Restoring the Foundations, the Luke 4.18 ministry we have. The Inner Healing Ministry. That's why they they have you figure out what your ungodly beliefs are where you believe the lie, they have you write a statement that is diametrically opposed to that, and you're to declare it out every day, every day, every day. Because what happens when you do that, when you declare, is you begin to break those mindsets. You begin to break those beliefs. And when you break the beliefs and the mindsets, what changes? Your actions, how you live, how you walk begins to change as you break those those things in your mind. So I want to challenge us this morning, and again, it challenges me every time I talk about this. I want to challenge us to figure out where have we believed the lie? Where have we sat down in our lives and allowed confusion, disorientation? Where have we just given up on the dreams and the things that God's called us to do and we've just sat down? Let's identify those things this morning. And let's begin to declare God's purpose. Let's begin to declare God's plan, what he's spoken over you, what he's told you, what is in the word. I went through a season of life where um, I knew I was called to to do worship. I knew I was called to ministry. I knew knew what my my calling was, but let me tell you, life was not matching up. I was living at home with mom. And... uh, (laughs) My, my business had tanked, it was when everything crashed, and I remember being so discouraged um, in that time of life, and it was like, why don't you just get a job? I don't care if it's at McDonald's. Sorry, Mom, I'm not trying to call you out. But, um, <laughs> and I did, I went out and tried to get a job, but I was so discouraged, I went, I, I went upstairs in my mom's house, into my room, and um, I would just like pound the carpet and and find the, the promises that in the scriptures that were for me, they're all for you but find those things that apply to my life and I would just declare them out over my life and I would I would find myself getting encouraged again and I'd almost have to do it daily because it would hit almost daily I'd have to just re-encourage myself and re-encourage myself and pretty soon like the Lord opened the doors of my destiny of what I knew I was called to do all along.